You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mashal's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and both Kender and Ben are missing this week because Kender has really shit luck and it rubbed off on Ben, so they're not able to make it this week. I'm pretty sure they'll tell their stories on the next episode. But in their place, I have a man that can handle both of their jobs. <laughs> I'm here with Cody, also known as Thrill. How you doing, Thrill? I'm doing pretty good. That's awesome. For those who don't know Thrill, actually, you just started streaming recently, right? Like uh, about a month or so ago? Yeah, I just started streaming. Um, I'm kind of new to uh, the whole streaming thing, so I'm just getting into it. <laughs> Yeah, nice. And uh, you were on where it was the uh, you were on the Calvary recently. Was that your first podcast ever? Yeah, that was my first podcast. We had a really good talk about old economy and old management. Nice. Okay, so kind of kind of fresh, but that's okay. You're gonna do great. This team's gonna do great. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Uh, this is episode number one thirty nine. We are recording on December twenty sixth and releasing on December twenty seventh. We had to delay the show due to birth of Christ, allegedly. Um, but hey, we're we're still doing a show this week. Uh, not much Overwatch news. It's usually you know kind of slow this time of year. You know. Well, it's not like we were getting a ton of Overwatch news beforehand anyway, but this time of year is definitely pretty uh, dead. But we do have a couple things to talk about. Uh, we've got some quick updates. We're going to do a little bit of a recap in Overwatch in 2018, and at least some of the major points that we think are major. And we're actually going to talk about why it's not possible for competitive to be fair online. Ooh. And I'm pretty sure somebody's disagreeing with me right now, and they can't <laughs> wait to get to that segment. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that. But before we get into all that, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thank you very much for check out, taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news and competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So if you enjoy the show, you can keep up with us on our Twitter account, which is twitter.com slash watchpointradio. And we'd also love to have you join our Discord community, which is discord.me slash smash those buttons. And as always, I want to thank any returning listeners. You know, whether it is your first re-listen or your 138th re-listen, we appreciate you coming, guys, coming back every week and you know interacting with us. It is definitely very awesome. We appreciate you guys. We do have one new Twitch subscriber, friend of Bender. I'm pretty sure he subscribed during last week's show, but since I didn't bring it up, I am bringing it up now. No new patrons. And we do have a bit of community feedback. This is actually from uh, Discord. It's N-O-F-X. 
3813 and he says just finished listening to episode 138 and you guys were talking about the pros and cons of duo cube and six stacking i am assuming you are speaking in the pc aspect what is it like for console players i play console i have played duo cube and have not had much success but i found more success in six stacking even staying in group after a loss. I was just wondering if you have any stats on console cues. Thanks and keep up the good work slash content. So here's the deal with, with console, right? We do not have stats on console cues, unfortunately. At least I don't. Actually, I, you know what? I, I'm just thinking of, about it right now. I really wish I would have thought about it before because SwitchFox from Omnic Meta may actually have those stats. Yeah, so, but those stats are are generally um, more PC oriented. Anyways, it's kind of harder to right. get those console stats. Well, he, it is, but I know he was um he was keeping cons- doing console meta reports for a while. I don't know if he's still doing them or not. Uh, I don't know why but he last one. he yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll shoot him a message and see if he actually has stats on that. And if he does, then I'll bring it up. We'll bring it up on the next show as well. Um, but the thing about console is that it's definitely different from PC. Console has different communication issues than PC does, right? And I think that's that's probably why you're seeing more success on a six stack, even if it is like you know a random group of people after a win or after a loss. You guys just stay grouped up together while you're seeing more success than that. Um, you know, obviously there's the issue that you guys don't have keyboards, right? So even if you have, you know, on on PC, even if somebody's not talking in comms, they're listening and they can still respond via keyboard. And that's something that console just doesn't have. More importantly, though, I think is the fact that PS4 and Xbox have party chats, you know? So on PC, you have, on in Overwatch itself, you have team chat and you have group chat so the people that you're grouped with you have a chat on your own but you can switch into team chat so for you can talk to people who aren't on your team but what generally happens on pc is most people are in team chat and in discord they're i've played in very few groups that didn't have discord uh, i i play in a few uh, for people who actually can't run discord while they run the game because their pcs just can't handle it uh, and that's actually something we're going to get into a little later. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but you know, on, on PC, you can actually be in two chats at once. On console, you can't, right? So not only do you have the issue of just getting people into team chat in the first place if they're in group chat, but if they're in party chat, I know it is tough to get people from party chat into team chat because, you know, in Overwatch, in Overwatch itself, if they're in group chat, they hit a button, boom, they come in the team chat. Party chat's a little different. You have to hit multiple buttons to make the game take precedence over the party chat, and a lot of people just don't do it. So I think, you know, uh, and actually Death Squad OG, he is uh, one of our, you know, moderators that, that runs uh, helps run the PS4 community. You know, he says he finds more st- more success in three to four stacks than six stacks on PS4, but still three to four stacks on PC have a lower success rate than two stacks and six stacks on PC, right? So that's even a difference. The more people that you can have communicating, usually the better. And I think if you get into a stack, almost you're probably uh, 
increasing your odds just by being in a stack because you're probably going to have better communication than the other team. You know, it's, well, that's it's, a, big it's a lot harder. Problem too. Yeah. You know, you have to, whenever you hop into a game where there's six people, but you got three people in a certain chat, you have to go back to your dashboard. Yep. You have to leave the party. And then, yeah, you know, a lot of people just don't do it. They'll just yeah. stay in their party. Well, yeah, and, you don't, you don't even have to leave the party, but you have to set your party. You have to go. You still have to go to the dashboard mm-hmm. or pull up the menu and tell the party chat to prioritize the game. Right. That's what you still have to do. And on PS4, when I was playing PS4 more, we did have a system that we were using because, like, you go into party chat, you set the party chat to take precedence, and then you go into game and make sure the team chat is on and auto. And every time you go into a match, it will automatically bring you to team chat, or at least it's supposed to, because sometimes it'll bring you to team chat, and then when it tried to take you out of the match back in the party chat, it would mess up, and you'd just be stuck in this, like, chatless limbo. So... It's definitely it's definitely uh, way different. Um, you got uh, the console guys have different communication issues, but I could definitely see why you would have more success in a stack. Even like because in so on PC, doing a five stack is like a no no, right? Right. But if you did a oh, five a stack on console, one. yeah, I think you'd be better off. And the thing about six stacks, um, the thing about six stacks on both PC and console is that uh, you're more likely to face an actual team together, right? That's, 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 part, of the pro- that's, that's part of the issue there. Yep. Uh, and that's why some people don't recommend six-stacking because you just run into a team that will crush you because they're used to playing together. And, and I think I responded to that last week by saying, like, you know, if you're going to six-stack if you, or if you want to six-stack, play with the same people over and over again and then you'll be that team you'll be the team that's crushing the lfgs like you know you'll be those guys um so i think i think the trade-off is kind of worth it you'll probably lose some sr as you grow as a team but then you'll get better and win i know usually when we play as like the podcast or six tech now we usually win more than we lose for sure yeah i, th- I think um, that we're usually at like a 60 percent ratio but we've also played together a lot um yeah so i recently started a team and we've been six stacking or we we had our first night doing comp together and this was well below, you know, there's, there's three masters in this team and we're playing in low plat, you know, or, you know, probably like mid mid plat and we didn't win a single game the entire night, you know, you know, but that shows that it doesn't matter how good two people are on your team or three people on your team. It, you know, it really is just working together as a team because a lot of these teams didn't necessarily have Smurfs on their team, or even if they did, it shouldn't matter that much. But they have probably worked together significantly more, or at least worked together uh, better than we did. Right, at least that night. Right, <laughs> yeah, know? at least that night. We'll see. We'll see next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's what happens. Like that's the thing about six stacks. I'm not anti six stack. I just think you should be realistic about six stacks. Oh, and totally. this is kind of the the the, the issue with LFG. A lot of people they 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 hate LFG and they're like, oh, I will lose more with LFG. But I mean, you, you have to do two things. One, you got to stick with a group when you lose the first time because a lot of LFGs is dismantle when they lose once. Or you have to do what the dude abide does or Ben does, <laughs> and he vets every person that comes into his group. Like he is that guy that if you get in there and your stats are private, he kicks you back out. Like, nope, you're out. Nope, you're gone. <laughs> you know, he is not playing around. So. I'd rather lose yeah. with people that I know than people that I don't know. You know, I that is true. I really, I try to keep it two, three stack unless I'm unless I know every single person is six stack. 
uh, and know their yeah. roles because it's so much easier. I mean, we're really, you're like setting yourself up for failure if you go into an LFG and you don't have um, the role, the roles open where you can swap if you need to. Because yeah. say you need to go three tank, a three healer, or somebody doesn't know how to play a certain role to counter a hero, you're really setting yourself up for failure you if you don't have you that open. swap that, yeah. Well, as I said, it takes work. And I, I, over the past few months at this point, I've been trying to hammer this on the head that Blizzard cannot just fix this problem and make LFG good or make solo queue good. It is up to us as a community or you as a player to, you have to put kind of work into your team even if it is an LFG team, like I said, he, he goes through everybody when he, they go into the LFG. You got to put work into your team, and that will reap benefits for you. It yeah. will, you know. It's, it's, it really isn't like League or Dota or, you know, uh, even Counter-Strike where, you know, you, you can just carry super hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Oh, I know that um, firsthand playing in, you know, high gold. Doesn't matter how many kills you get. If your team don't push the point, they don't push the point. You don't win the game. You know, <laughs> I learned that <laughs> exactly. really the hard way playing in a little bit lower elo. And even if I'm doing good or bad, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a team right. effort. Yeah. So um, back like to what we were initially talking about with the with the communication. I think on console you'd be better off with a stack or you know with, with stacking. I don't think this. I don't think the same rules apply. Like I said, that's just me from my personal experience um i think the six stack issue where you'll run into other more organized teams as a six stack is a, is universal and that's just a trade-off but on console you just have a much better chance of actually um winning and communicating with your team when uh when you when you stack up the the one another issue that console has that pc generally doesn't and i'm gonna leave it on this is that Consoles are usually in accessible areas of the house. <laughs> and there is so much noise sometimes. Like I <laughs> I was playing a few maybe earlier this year, and I remember like some some person was playing and you could just hear their little brother in the back getting his ass whooped. <laughs> like he was talking back to his mom at first. And then he got his ass whooped. And I was like, God damn, that that's just not something you hear on PC all the time. Oh no. <laughs> well, you got you got dogs barking in the back, you got the microwave going off. You know? Yeah, you got people washing dishes. I'm like, put that shit in the dishwasher, please. <laughs> oh, mom, I'll try to play Overwatch in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, so you, that's a that's just another issue. When I I think that issue is why some people just don't get into team chat at all because there's a lot of noise. Like you hear somebody who has like, maybe like they're in a dorm or something. Their AC is right here on their face. It's like right on their face as it's blowing in, or it sounds like, you know, they have a vacuum cleaner running in the back. I I understand that too. So console people realize on the PC, they realize that, they have that problem. Otherwise, you know, people point it out for them and they make it you know, very obvious. Like, dude, your yeah. mic sucks. But um, if you can't talk, you, you just type, you know, I, I'm sure we, we, we've all seen the, you know, typing Anna, nano me, you know, nano me. Yeah. <laughs> and they're typing it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or actually like, um, and actually death squad just has smoke alarms too. I can understand. Mm. I can get that Saturday night. Somebody's smoking it up. 
Oh yeah, they're <laughs> <laughs> smoking up too much. Smoke alarms go off. That's another thing. Like with the key binds on PC, right? Somebody could just spam. I need healing. I need healing. I need healing. Oh yeah, it's harder to do that on console. You know, like I said, it's 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 a different beast. You know, in in the bulk of the community is going to have just be an open they're just going to be in the open so yes that, that kind of sucks so yeah i would i would i would try to stack up as much as you can you're in the discord i would try to um hook up with those guys if possible with the guy i don't know i don't think you told me which console you're on whether you're on xbox or ps4 i would hook up with those guys and you know just try to group up um yeah that that would be my recommendation but hopefully that was an acceptable answer like I said, I'm, a, I'm actually going to reach out to Switch Fox and see if he has those stats like, if, or if he has any information on it at all. But let's uh, go ahead and move into our quick updates. So two quick updates. I don't want to spend too much time on it. One, there is a new Ryan Shatterbug. It's not really new, though. I think it's something that a lot of people have experienced, but maybe didn't have enough proof that it was an actual bug because sometimes it felt like the shatter was chasing you. <laughs> you know, that's what it felt like sometimes. Like I've, I've gotten shattered. Be- yeah. Like I've got, I've gotten shattered before and I had a solid object in front of me, but I could still see the Reinhardt. So I'm like, okay, well maybe, maybe my toe was out or something like that, <laughs> you know, because I've had that happen on, on Arissa, like where I'll be, you know, um, I'll give you a specific example of Arissa, right? Where I had the shield down. We are on Temple of Anubis first point. So I had the shield down and I was like shooting through the shield, but an enemy Reinhardt charges past me, right? And I go out of the shield and the shield is facing in the opposite direction and I'm shooting the Reinhardt. He shatters and he still gets me, but I'm on my screen. I'm behind the shield. But when I looked at the preview, her toe was sticking through the shield, and that's what—that's why he got me. So I'm like, okay, I understand that. That's more of a problem with how the camera works in Overwatch than the shatter itself. But in some cases, like I am definitely behind solid objects, and um, I'm don't, and I'm like, that shouldn't have worked. But I'm like, okay, I can still see him. Maybe I just had a little something out. No, I'm gonna put it into the show notes. Actually, if you there, the Overwatch GG Twitter um, account posted this video of I think it was a Lucio player like of Reinhardt was about to shatter he gets knocked into the air a little bit the Lucio player has time to completely get out of range of the Reinhardt Thrill saw the video yeah. completely out of his range behind a wall Ryan shatters he still falls like that is a bug like basically like the shatter is like it's almost like spreading out and around so basically even if something is obstructing the cone it spreads out and around it almost like you know like it's like a plant or some shit like that you know what I'm even worse, it's like it's not even acknowledging that there's a barrier in front of it it's just the cones just going straight through the wall because it's not like he just was peeking around a corner and he went around the corner a little bit he was completely out of line of sight there was no line of sight yeah. between him and the reinhardt um right and it, whenever, whenever these weird things happen with Reinhardt, whether it's uh, a Reinhardt is charging and you get sucked in from five feet away or in the air and then you drop five feet and get oh, sucked God, into yeah. the charge or um, these weird shatter bugs that they have. Like I was just playing earlier and uh, their Reinhardt goes and shatters and we're behind the payload and brings us all down, whatever. We get back up. The, our Reinhardt shatters them. Same exact scenario through the payload. 
and then they don't go down. So there's just really, there's a lot of inconsistencies and it sucks a little bit that we're at a point now with Reinhardt that you just accept it. You know, it's, oh, it's just Reinhardt bullshit. Just, you know, there's, I think it's part yeah, of the game. I, I, it, it is a part of the game, but I think like the, the problem, whenever Reinhardt has an issue, it's a major issue because Reinhardt is never out of the meta. He's always played. He is always played. He's a major linchpin character, right? And when you are behind that shield as like a DPS player or something like that, like you're expected to behave in a certain way. So you expect for the shield to always work properly. But on the other side, like, you know, if you can't, you know, uh, reliably expect his shatter and his abilities to work a certain way, how do you know how to react, right? You know, your split-second decision to do something may not actually matter. Or you may be out of the range of his charge and get sucked into it. Like, you weren't even touching him. Like, you know, if he pulled a pass by, you wouldn't even have touched him. Like, it's 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 a huge problem because, I mean, maybe it will be a little different. It still wouldn't be good, but it will be a little different if he wasn't as popular of a character as he is. Right. You know? And in a competitive system, you need everything to be as fair as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Consistency is the absolute key. That's, I mean, the, the more consistent a game is, generally the, the easier it is to become hyper-competitive because everything is outplayable. Everything is predictable. Exactly. Um, and whenever yeah. you have mechanics like this that just flat out don't work the way that they're intended to, it, it really doesn't paint Reinhardt, the main tank of the game, <laughs> in a very positive exactly. light. Exactly. Yeah, and on top of that, like, it kind of, you know, it almost nullifies, you know, his play, like, the, the competitive nature of the game, right? Like, it makes certain games that shouldn't have been won illegitimate. Like, there are situations where one shatter, if the shatter would have hit, the team wouldn't have made it to the point. Or you would have killed a specific person that would, like, a healer or something like that that couldn't heal their team. And you could have taken the point from them or, you know, whatever. Like, one play matters. Like, shatters are playmaking is a, is a playmaking ability right you know huge cc too i mean it's called crowd control for reason it literally controls the entire team you know yeah, exactly so yeah like uh, hopefully they address it i don't know if they've acknowledged this yet or not because at least with the old shatter bug they acknowledged it oh and it took after them, a, i think like a long time <laughs> well, well it's they acknowledged it after a long time but then even after they acknowledged it i think it still it took them at least three months to fix it or to bring out new shatter. Right. So yeah, like it's, I think it's hard too, because the, the hitboxes aren't the character models. So you look at right. it, you see sometimes your toe can be out, but you don't get hit by shatter, but sometimes your knee is out and you do get hit by shatter because your knee hitboxes extend so much further than the rest of your body. You know, that's a little known right. fact that your knee hitboxes are the largest part of, your hitbox in Overwatch, generally for most heroes. And so I think there's a lot of problems with how they're trying to fix it and they're trying to make it consistent, but you got to make it fair too. So I I think right. it's, it's really hard ability to get totally right, but that's not an excuse. You know, <laughs> that's, that doesn't mean that it just can't be right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I got you. That, that makes sense to me. So hopefully it doesn't take them because I mean Ryan Shadow was broken for at least six months, and hopefully it does not. You know <laughs> this, this this bug here uh, doesn't take another six months for them to fix because it's it'll be a nightmare. So 
but moving on from that, uh, another thing I want to touch on is there is an Overwatch League discipline tracker where they basically have all the people who have violated the Overwatch League uh, rules. And it's stuff like, you know, um, I, 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 can't, I don't know why I'm thinking throwing, but not throwing. It's actually boosting. Sorry, like my right. brain's not working. It's too late for me right now. You know, like stuff like boosting, boosting accounts. Boosting sharing accounts, stuff like that, but it is also stuff like toxicity thrown in there as well. And players are getting suspended for games, you know, at a time for toxicity and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's great, and I'm good. I'm glad that they have this tracker out there. But I'm my thing is like, why are you not treating the community the same way? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there should be the same punishments for community members versus well. He was toxic, so we're just going to silence him for a little bit, you know? <laughs> there should just be a giant ledger of all the toxic-ass players in Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, or, like, there should there should be, like, a rating system, like, for every time somebody gets reported, like, this person gets, like, has a high report rate, you know, rate or something like that. So you, you can see this. You know, put it out there for people to see this person gets reported all the time. And even have the thing that they probably get reported for the most. But then, I mean, like, it will lead to some people wanting to get that as like a badge right so that's the issue you have that you have there but i also think that if you have somebody who gets reported all the time they should only play with other people who get reported all the time put them on uh toxic island yeah exactly like you know the more you get reported the more you're in with that cluster of players you know so i don't mind that but that's you know which this is a small like literally one percent of the overwatch community but with the high level play you get similar problems like we had with I, for, I forgot his name, but the, that uh, Torb one trick that was heavily reported. Or, oh, uh, Huey. Yeah, yeah Huey. Huey. And you, well, you get problems like that, oh, or, Huey, yeah. or just owl players in general, or top five hundred players where they. Which, if you're in top five hundred and you have a five minute queue, whatever, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> so that doesn't affect the majority of the population. But I, I, I don't know. It's kind of like a a double ended sword with that. I, I'm not sure how I feel about casting everybody away onto like a report island but i i what we have now isn't exactly it's not working no it's not <laughs> yeah. working at all <laughs> yeah i mean the, the the idea is not absolute right it can mm-hmm. be tweaked it can be adjusted but at the same time i still think that it would be good you know for that like you know if if you're reported the more you get reported the more you play with the people in that pool right you know, like that that's just that's just the way it is. So can you imagine but, uh, the games of like the mo- the most highly reported uh, people, like a six stack versus a six stack of just toxic players? You know, because usually yeah. <laughs> you, you <can> tell <laughs> you're going to win a game because the other team or your team starts typing in in, in like all chat. You know, re- yeah. <laughs> report whoever they're throwing. You know, and then you just know yeah. if there's on the other team, it's like okay, well they're they're all tilted. This is going to be an easy game. Or if it's on your team, you're like shut, dude, shut up. Come on. <laughs> i can just imagine the absolute chaos that would happen you get six people that are that toxic together yeah i think the the worst part will be in the beginning right it'll be in the the beginning just like uh you know with the endorsement system right mm-hmm. the opposite of the endorsement system in the beginning everybody was given endorsements endorsements all the time and endorsements have definitely come down a bit i think in the beginning you're gonna get a lot of reports a lot more reports and yeah. then it'll slow down to the people who are actually getting, you know, who are actually causing the problems. So I think, I think it'll work out. So we'll see. I don't even um, remember to endorse ever. <laughs> I, always, I, uh, I always forget to endorse. 
I I I do endorse still. I, I endorse still when somebody like really really you know deserves it. I'm always surprised when I get endorsements too. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that sometimes. Like you know, <laughs> I'll endorse healers. So, so that's probably why I've gotten a little bit more than normal lately. I've been healing a lot more. Ah <laughs> uh-huh, yeah yeah I get a lot of shot caller. Yeah know? yeah I get a lot of I get a lot of shot call. But then again, I'm playing like healer a lot, so I get to see the whole field. So <laughs> right or in, in in some of my lower groups, I've been playing <laughs> I've been playing Reinhardt, and it's. My my friend Laura said it's just it's not, she says it sounds like I'm trying to herd cats to go <laughs> in a single direction. <laughs> so, all right, so let's uh, talk about Overwatch in 2018. And the thing is, when we started looking back at Overwatch in 2018, or at least as major points, there's really not much that happened in the game itself, and that's kind of. Um, I guess even if you look back at the show for the past like four months, right? There's been a lot of no news, non-news. Like we're just kind of we're we're made, we're generating topics out of what the, what's happening in the community, but there's not a lot of Overwatch news itself. We thought that it was you know because of pre BlizzCon, but when BlizzCon came and there was no news out of BlizzCon, it's like oh, I guess they just don't have anything to say. <laughs> um, but uh, obviously, the biggest thing that happened in Overwatch was Overwatch League, and we'll get into that. Um, but first, we're going to talk about the meta and characters. You know, there, we did get, as expected, three new characters. We got Brig, we got Hammond, we got Ash. And out of those three, Brig was definitely the most impactful. Oh, yeah. You know, sure. character, right? The most impactful, like, it always comes back to this, like, my, my one, of, one of the, the, the gripes I do have with the devs is how they balance the game. Right, and they they have this middle of the road balance philosophy, or if something's being played too much, it's got to be a bad thing. And I I disagree with that. I think that the developers don't really give the game enough time to settle and then have these competitive teams figure out ways around some of these obstacles, like dive. Right, Brig was a direct response to dive. They didn't like the fact that everybody was playing dive, and since we get patches and, and balance updates at least once a month the game doesn't really settle and you don't get a ton of time to really for these teams to really develop plans around it. But Brig came out and she definitely put a hamper on dive for sure. I mean, dive didn't die. It's still va- uh, viable in certain situations, depending on the enemy uh, composition and depending on the map. But she definitely put a hamper on it. I mean, I remember when she first came out and they're like, I actually had a lot of fun when she first came out and not even playing her, but she brought along this huge brawly comp in the very, in the first few weeks. Right. And I love brawl comps. Like that's why I like goats a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I like goats a lot, not because they're just super powerful, because you basically, you rush in there and you are fucking shit up, yeah. <laughs> you know, like almost immediately. Like it is time to, it is time to get to work. <laughs> like as soon as you get, you know, step into place. And with Brig in the beginning, I remember like, you know, you guys just how you, it was like, what, Brig, Reinhardt, uh, either Zarya or Roadhog. And then who else, who gives a fuck about who else was on the rest of the right. team? You just walk in there with that, <laughs> you know, and you have these huge brawly comps, um, these huge brawls with the comps. And it was just a lot of fun. But. You know, Brig, uh, she, I mean, anybody will tell you, she was OP. She was stunned every five seconds from eight meters away. Yeah. Well, you also got to look at pre-Goats Brig and post-Goats Brig because as soon as, as soon as, you know, the greatest of all time team 
really uh, <laughs> made goats a thing because yeah. they went from a nobody team to what was it? They were a, a semifinalist, I believe. And as soon as that happened, Brig had just had a completely different role too. Um, pre goats. She, she would slot into like a DPS role. I don't know. It, she was definitely different the way that people thought of her too. But now, right. now, or at least, before the last patch, Brig is um, p- people are getting upset because they realize how incredibly overpowered she was because they made this comp, this win all comp, as long as you play it correctly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Brig definitely, she was a little different. She, you could tell she was OP if you knew how to play her properly. Like, yeah. you know, people would just hop on her and they would just spam her, <laughs> her God. stun. Yeah. And I think she, like, Brig is really what was, was she was the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of CC in the game. She oh, just had too sure. much of it. She had a stun. She had a knockback. Um, one re- the one thing that I disagree with the community, well, a lot of people in the community on, it's actually probably just, a, it's a vocal minority. Mm. Let's, let's put it like that, because the squeaky wheel gets the grease, is that, uh, you know, a lot of people want to break deleted and break, like, super nerfed because they couldn't 1v1 her. Like that's like saying you want to you know nerf and get rid of Mace simply because you can't one v one her. Right. You know you're not supposed to like certain certain characters are going to excel at one v ones and Brig is one of them. Right. You know. Just like you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to one v one a Roadhog. You know, if you're a certain hero, you don't want it. There are certain encounters that you don't want to do, and it was kind of cool because she was one of the only healers that you you can't one v one. You know. Yeah. Even if her kill, even if all of her cooldowns are 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 gone. You still don't want one v one her because she 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 gets it back in four seconds, five seconds. Exactly, yeah. So um, I do. I mean, I I obviously agreed with her when they uh, upped her stun. Mm-hmm. You know, I know in higher ranks, the uh, some of the uh, responses I've heard about her is that it isn't that she could just stun every five seconds. Even when she can stun every seven seconds, it's still a problem because the amount of time that you are stunned for is enough to get you mm-hmm. killed in the higher ranks. And I know in the higher ranks, uh, they wanted uh, some, like I said, some some people I talked to said they just wanted to get that reduced and she would have been a bit better, which I'm like, okay, I can see that. I do think not allowing her to stun through shields was a great nerf. Yeah. That, that definitely balanced her out, you know, way more. And, um, I do think uh, a lot of people thought she was going to die with that and the fact that her shield now no longer does the 50 damage because she, she, she can't do the, the combo on Tracer, right? Right. Or really but anybody. They did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But Tracer, I think, was the main target of that, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Tracer, like, you do, you just do that quick combo, boom, she's dead. And it was pretty easy to do oh, once yeah. you practice it for a little bit. You know, Tracer was just gone, deleted. And... You know, Brig isn't dead for sure. Like you can still use her. Like she's still we. I was using her. I think Saturday night, mm-hmm. uh, just Saturday night. Like hmm, okay, well, let me switch to Brig and see what happens. You know, make it harder for them to kill our team. Well, <laughs> you the cool know, thing is that actually- she she has her place now. Like she has a place, and it's not. Uh, you know, same thing with how they're trying to uh, how a Blizzard is trying to control the game. They don't want somebody to be pl- to be played too much. It's the similar idea with Brig. They just She's not played to an extent where you have to play her now. Right. Um, right. And what, what people were complaining about, too, at the high level with the uh, Brig stun, how it went from five to seven seconds, is that the amount that she stuns actually didn't go down. Because at that level, you're not 
you're you're using that that resource not on cooldown. It's you're, you're not stunning every five seconds. You're stunning right. whenever you need to. And if yeah, so that never changed, and that's where you're like, well, this is a useless nerf, you know? Right? Yeah, that and was a nerf to help in the, in the lower ranks. Right. And the lower ranks would definitely help because, like, you'd be fighting a brig, stun, hit, 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 stun, hit. It was so annoying. Well, you might you know? as well so just now. take your hands off the keyboard because there's no way, yeah. there's, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> yeah. So I think I mean I'm not I don't. I don't think they over nerfed her. I think she's in a good place. To be oh, honest with you. It was a good trade. I, I just don't think it was necessary to get rid of the 50 uh, damage that she did, you know, um, because like, I understand that trace remains had a really tough time, especially <laughs> probably in the higher ranks. Like I, I, I get that. Right. But you know, the bulk of the game is played in between gold and platinum so i think it was okay but you know it is whatever i'm not that's not one i'm upset about but uh the next character that we got was hammond which he has a ton of potential but i just don't think we've really seen that potential you know rise yet one because he was not using Overwatch. Like he came out in what, July mm-hmm. he wasn't in that patch you know he wasn't going to be in grand finals and that was it that would have been a terrible <laughs> oh, idea. Man. Yeah. Well, he, would have, he probably wouldn't have been played anyways, except for maybe by like Shanghai or something. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, the community has gotten used to him, you know, quite a bit. Like He can still do, I think it's still really too easy for him to contest that point, especially when mm. the enemy team doesn't have somebody who could do a stun or something like that. So if you're like perfect example is Hanamura. If you're in defense on Hanamura and the enemy team is prime to take that the first point if you die you can hop on hammond take the take the route on the right and be back onto the point with your uh with your grapple ready to go as soon as you get there really easily i do it all the time so it's like it's like it's it's it's, i still think that's a bit of an issue but it's not game breaking right now mainly because i've I think, and I think you agree, Thrill, that people just don't know how to use him properly, and teams don't really know how to play with him properly. Like, I see people spend too much. Like, they don't know when to come off. You got to know when to come off, shoot somebody, put your shields up, and then get back on if you can, but a lot of people don't do that. They just spin and spin and spin, and you can only spin so much before they kick your ass. <laughs> well, I'm sure we've all played with... Uh, two types of Hammond, you know, because really right right now I've seen basically two types of Hammond players. There's the Hammond that feeds like crazy. You know, they try and yeah. boot people and, you know, drop on people. They're not really doing that much damage. They're not really doing anything other than giving that giving other team like massive ult charge. But then right. we've also played against and with the Hammonds that just, dude, they're, they wreck. It's ridiculous. They're literally wrecking ball. Like, you know, yeah. it's stupid how Absolutely. much how much impact uh, a somebody that really knows how to use his kit can have. And I, I think that in the next season or two, we're going to really see um, some buffs and nerfs. It's it's, it's going to be a roller coaster ride with him. And I think, I think the problem, the thing that I'm worried about is that they will, they might buff Hammond to make him easier to play. And mm. that will make him OP because right now Hammond can be an amazing uh character if you communicate with your team right like when i play hammond and there's like a choke point sometimes i'm like on the enemy side of the choke point and i will knock some of the enemy team 
into the choke point, like into our team, mm-hmm. and then keep the others half out if I if I can. You just you have a three on six right there, right? <laughs> you know that that that's a pretty easy that's pretty easy to do. But you have to communicate it. If you can communicate well with Hammond, like you know, if you're in the air, and not only communicate well with Hammond, but your team has to be able to respond fast enough. So if you're in the air with Hammond and you see that you have Lucio wide open and you're gonna you know stomp on him, he's gonna pop in the air. You gotta say, hey, going after Lucio now, and then you do it because it's not like you fly right. Like right. you have to you have to come down. Um, and if your team can respond to respond to that, like you'll be in really good shape and you know he has cc has really good survivability and a really good way to escape you know right and, so and he's like a 900 iq hero too because yeah. he, if you can you know really get used to the physics of hammond and and knocking people around dude you can do some really fancy stuff with Hammond, and it's not by accident it's not like you just accidentally boop somebody into a hanzo dragon or anything like that like you you can actually do some pretty fancy cool stuff consistently with Hammond if you get good with him. Oh yeah, actually I'm looking at uh, Spanky Hunter. You just you uh, just type in chat says best play of the game I saw with Hammond was on Horizon. He lured them into low grab and then just blasted them into yonder. <laughs> <and> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. About it. <laughs> He's a 900 IQ yeah. hero. He could just you, th- you know you just think of these things and uh, if you're skilled enough to do it, pull it off. Yeah, you're right. Like I still, I still, even after all this time, I still see people using his alt wrong. Like I understand, like in an emergency, maybe you know, just popping it out while I'm you're on the ground. Get to it too. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, like it should be at this point. It's like, dude, when you're in the air, you put the alt out, and then you let you know you let the bombs fall to the ground or the mines fall to the ground, and then well, you know, as best you can, and then you pile drive down. You put the enemy in the air, and by the time they're ready to touch the ground or they regain air, regain control of their character. The mines are already up. Mm-hmm. You know, if you put healers in that in that matrix, like this is really nothing they can do about it. And even if a Zen comes through to uh, blow up all of the mines, like with his ult, like he's going to trade his ult, blowing up those mines will still kill those healers. Right. You know, you'll still kill the healers. Um, I do think that the mines should be act, should go active a little faster, and I do think that I don't think that Reinhardt and Brig should be able to deactivate the mines uh, safely, like by just by swinging on them. I think that because when they swing on them and they hit them, the mines just kind of fall down. But if you like when they hit the mines, I think the mines should still explode. Right. To be honest with you. Yeah. I've been on Hunter Murrow one time and uh, this is one of those 900 IQ moments of of, of a good way to use his ult. They, I I heard Hammond go and drop his, his uh, ultimate, you know, but we weren't, he was on the other team. And uh, he, we went and dropped his ultimate. We're like, what the hell? Like, where's the bombs? And then you see on the on the bridge in the middle of streets, uh, he goes, he goes and boops us and shoots us. You know, like twenty, thirty feet, right into the mines. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> nice, that's fucking hilarious. Things like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah, he's he he has a lot of unlocked potential. And I think the biggest problem with is. I think in organized teams, he's going to thrive. Mm-hmm. Or even in an organized stack, you know, like two stack, oh, three yeah. stack, he can thrive. But, you know, if you're just playing solo queue, nope. Like, no, so <laughs> that's, 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 that's one people. of my buddies so actually difficult. said that he he uh, climbed all the way from like mid uh, mid diamond up to like mid masters, solo, only solo queuing Hammond. And he oh, said yeah? that it's as long as you're you're not feeding with Hammond, which you might want to try this too if you guys are listening. Thinking about trying out Hammond on solo queue, 
as long as you're you're purely disrupting and not you know not necessarily going for kills, using your ult smart, um, and just pretty much being only a, a disruptive uh, character, I guess you could climb pretty easy with him because there's uh, not a lot of coordination and it's pretty hard to burst down a Hammond if you're not coordinating it. You know, if you're, if, if nobody's sure. yelling ball ball ball, you know, um, right? I, I, mean, I can imagine it might be a little easier to carry with him. That's a good point. Um, so finally we have Ash. Oh yeah. And, um, and my, like her, I, I, the, the, I ha, the thing about Ash, I like her as a character. I like her kit. I do think that her, uh, her dynamite needs to be nerfed. Like, oh, come on, dude, like, come so on, boys. The dynamite is ridiculous. Like the dynamite is, it just, the problem is it just burns for too long. I think that's the issue. Like it just, if they just took down the amount of time that it burned for, it would be better. But, you know, it does take, you know, skill to get her ultimate. Like, you know, the more headshots you're hitting, the better off you are. The more people you can hit with the dynamite, you know, the faster you can get your ult charge. My biggest problem with Ash is, is Bob. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fucking Bob. Like, that's the problem with Ash. Um, I, and I still like, what were you guys thinking? In a game where 5v6 matters so much, like going down one person makes a huge deal. You're going to put the team, the enemy team up by one person? Right. You yeah, a, a whole a whole physical person with more health than anybody in the entire Overwatch hero pool <laughs> that can contest yep. points. Oh man, and has better aim than points. any actual player. <laughs> can contest points, can capture points, has better aim than anybody. Right, has a, a CC because it knocks people into the air. Can be bubbled. Can be nanoed. You know, all these all these things could happen to it. Like it's it's just too much. I still think a a better ultimate for Bob would have been that basically it it, it Bob replaces Ash. Oh, you that'd know? be interesting. I didn't even think. Well, either that. either Ash goes away, mm-hmm. or it's a Junkrat situation where Ash stays still, right? Mm-hmm. And Bob comes down, and now the player controls Bob. That's still a huge advantage. You have 1,200 health. You have, you know, accurate, you know, cannons on your hands. You right. know, let's say you put, you add shift, you, you make shift your charge, and you're able to charge and knock people into the air and stuff like that. And you have it for 10 seconds. I think that's more than enough for the ultimate. Or even if pressing Q, without the turret part of Bob, you know, kind of the bullshit part, if he just right. jumped out and then charged, flew everybody, you know, flew everyone up in the air. If that was ultimate, yeah. you know, just more more damage and maybe a wider range or something like that. But I, right, yeah. I'm, not, I, I'm not a huge fan of turrets in general. Just things that take away no. the aim of any any skill away from a skilled a skilled hero and replaces yes. it with, <laughs> with kind of you know the uh, BS. I, I also think that the the burn is just one of the most laughably ridiculous mechanics that they've introduced and i'm a really positive overwatch player like i just i deal with stuff in the game but burn is one of those things where it's like oh why like yeah (laughs) one of the things that i this goes back to the overwatch balance philosophy Mm -hmm. when they balance a character really feels like the first question they ask is this character fun to play do do i feel good playing this character when and then I think maybe the third thing is like, is the character unfair, right? How do I feel playing against character? That might be the third thing, but it feels like the first two take precedence over the third, you know? Right. 
Like that's like when Brig came out, she was re- like she was incredibly oppressive. She was not fun to play against, mm-hmm. you know for sure. That's like how Bastion is now. Fuck Bastion! Like nobody, like he is not fun to play against. Like the the, the fun leaves the game when Bastion steps on the field. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, fun it, says bye bye. It's it's kind of like um, whenever somebody goes Bastion or you know pirate ship or whatever. Kind of like, dude, yeah. did these motherfuckers really just do that? <laughs> like, you know, you're yeah, like, like, you're like, like breaking uh, a truce in the game. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it just doesn't feel good. Like, it, it doesn't, it's not fun to play. Like, he's not fun to play against. Even like, I think it was Colorblind. It's a Bastion oh, yep. one trick. And he even says he does not want to see more Bastions in the game because it slows the game down. It makes it like not fun. Like I said, my my favorite comps are the ones that are brawl, like they, or where the two teams kind of brawl. Right, and that's because it's fast paced. It's it's fun. That's fun for me, and some people may disagree. For as much um, hate as it got, man, I I I love triple tank meta back in like season three. Right, I really enjoyed that. It was super fun. Yeah, I don't like some people really don't like long fights. I don't mind long fights in this game. I, I don't mind them. Um, they can be fun, but I think that's part of the problem. You know, that's part part of the problem is that they don't. Uh, uh, a lot of people just don't like the long fights, so because mm. <laughs> the Overwatch does have a, a long time to kill, it really does. I, I think I've said that before. It it but does, Tony, but it, at the same time, it 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 doesn't. You know, it's. I mean, you you're in a diva mech, and sometimes it feels like you could be in that diva mech for the entire game and not be punished for it. But then sometimes you could lose your mech. That's 600 health or whatever, and you know, right? I, snap. I think that generally happens one in higher elos, right? But two, also when you're out of position, right? Mm. So you know, if you have good positioning and stuff like that, that it's it's a different story. Um, but in terms of like Ash, like, the biggest problem I think everybody has with her is Bob. The second would be the burn, right? <laughs> and she hasn't really been around long enough for us to really, you know, see how uh, lots of people are playing her, especially because of Bob, mm. right? But um. I mean, sometimes when you have an uh, enemy Ash, you know, you get lucky because they can't hit shit, which means they can't <laughs> get Bob. <laughs> you know, Ash is definitely, uh, that's, that's a, uh, actually any DPS character is about positioning, right? Mm. But when you have characters like Widow or Ash, she, they're really about positioning because, like, they're just completely ineffective if they can't position properly. You, you, get, you get an anti-nade plus burn. Man, that's a oh, God. easy that's, 6K. That's a bad day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I play games when did that the other day, and it was one of those things where you you just sit back and realize like this should not be this way. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> the one thing I do appreciate about the 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 dynamite that I love doing mm-hmm. is when I'm like dueling somebody and they like they kind of hiding behind cover, <laughs> but I know they're there, so I just like throw the I just throw the dynamite like to where I can see and boom, like and then you know they're on fire and you just see the. You know, just pops up on the screen like, yeah. You gotta wonder next if time. it would maybe be a better mechanic if they just remove the burn and just had the explosive. Mecha- you know, just you don't need the burn. You I just need that, the explosive. That's true. I think that's fine. you can fine. still do I that. Think, you can still uh, punish people that are peeking. You just throw it and yeah. it's still 100 damage or, you know, 75 damage right there. And they can adjust the ult charge based on how many people you hit, how much damage you do. Right. You know. 
Oh, well, yeah, like that, I think that would be fine. Or maybe just more about how much damage you do, mm-hmm. right? That, that overall, like, I think that would be fine. Like, if that, that one person takes the full brunt of the explosion, that's great. If four people take the brunt of the explosion, you know, that's that's a different story, you know? So I think that'll be, that'll be good. So, right, yeah, if they could just get rid of the burn, that would be great. Thanks. It's <laughs> <laughs> my, that's my yeah. one wish for Christmas, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In terms of balance changes, we definitely had some some some. This was a, a year of there's a lot of balance changes, right? I mean, they reverted some changes. Like actually, I don't have it on the list here, but McCree. Oh, now they bu- they buffed his uh oh god, what is it called when he does his secondary his secondary fire? I can't remember the name yeah, of the uh, action. Fan the hammer. Fan the hammer. Yes. Yeah. His fan hammer is buffed again, which I'm not sure how long you know you guys have been playing Overwatch, but you might remember they nerfed it because he was a tank buster. Now he's back to being a tank buster if he if he really wants to. Um, so you know you, you had you got that reverted. Hog can now do a one shot you know hook kill again, so that's back. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, but then you also had stuff like you had Ner- Mercy, who they he have been trying to figure out how to nerf her properly and the only reason they want to nerf her is not because she was op was because that she because she was such a good healer the other healers weren't getting played that's why that's why they nerfed her like she wasn't op it wasn't like you couldn't deal with a mercy you could you could absolutely deal with a mercy uh but then you get a yeah such ridiculous pick rate because Mercy is strong in a certain way, or Mercy was strong in a certain way, where you had, if, if the other team had a Mercy and you didn't go Mercy, you were, you know, it was a, a throw, you know, uh, not all the time. And I know uh, specifically, it's like, oh man, we beat you guys and you, we didn't even have a Mercy. I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. we, we've all seen that, you know, whenever she was super strong with her Valk and able to res multiple people um, in the same Valkyrie. Well, yeah, so stuff like that had to get adjusted, right? Right. Um, I think, uh, but that was, those weren't the nerfs that killed her. You know, the Valkyrie and mm-hmm. like not being able to get the multiple reses and stuff like that. That's not what killed her. It's when they brought her healing down. Yeah. And that nerf specifically was because she was still getting played a whole lot. One reason my Mercy super strong is res. Res in an arena shooter or in a first person shooter in general is huge a huge mechanic yeah especially in a game where the ttk is long is high right arena shooters have high ttks and you know usually you have to work somebody's health down or you have to come up with a strategy to get somebody down like you're trying to take a roadhog down like he is built for survivability you want to do that you gotta like you got you know when he pulls out his uh his vape you either gotta stun him you gotta sleep him you gotta anti him and then pull him down you know, right. you because spend a even bunch when he's pulling resources to go take a hero down, and then whoop, he's back up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's back. Like in Roadhog's case, he's usually hitting the vape around 300 HP, which is still higher than most heroes. So you know, like yeah, it's that, that, that's that's that's. What I still think Res needs to go. I still think Res needs to go. It, it just I understand why they have it in the game. Mercy was built to be a super powerful healer because when the game came out, she was the main heal. Everybody else was off heals. You had one main heal in the game, everybody was off heal. The character was literally built to be played every game. Yeah. Totally. Literally built to be played every game, you know. So I still, that's I still why think she if was If they're so gonna powerful. keep res, it's gotta be 
one single res, instantaneous res, and you can only use it once per per Valkyrie or whatever her new ultimate is. And her ultimate is that one res. That's how, if there's any sort of resurrect mechanic in like a really competitive game, uh, which there isn't, but in this one there is, <laughs> um, it, it's got to be super, you, you have to use a lot of resources. It can't be a cooldown ability. It has to be something that you have to think about. Oh, wow, we just lost our main tank. I better use my one time ultimate. You know, this is why I'm picking yeah. Mercy is for this one situation right here. Because right. her healing is so lackluster right now. It is. It's actually pretty sad. It is. Uh, I, it I is. played her the other day and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, man. Did you did, did you hear my uh, suggested changes for Mercy? No, I didn't I know. know you guys talked about on the cow. Oh, Calvary, yeah, we, so. we talked a little bit over there. Yeah, so and actually Spanky Hunter just just brought up, you know, Mercy is boring to play. Yep. That's one of my biggest problems with Mercy. Like I try, I have tried to learn Mercy several times, but I just can't continue to play her. It's not that she's difficult. Mm-hmm. I just get bored playing her and I go play somebody else. Um so I have two suggested changes, right? One involving our ultimate and one involving her kit. I say get rid of res mm-hmm. and replace her res with an ability that allows a character to um, that protects a character from CC and statuses, mm-hmm. right? It's a deployable ability. The caveat that I have, if they do this is that it has to come from her pistol. She has to cock the pistol sideways while using it. <laughs> okay. I have, I have, I have, I have heard this feel. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. That, that is, that is the one, but I think it's be good because she can still be healing somebody. Right. And you mm. know, with mercy, you could be healing one person, but you can still target another player. Mm. Keep that ability. You know, because she uses it to use Guardian Angel. You should be using it to Guardian Angel to players when you're in danger. But keep that, you know, keep that functionality. My watch is talking to me. Sorry about that. Yeah, you're good. Um, um, keep that. And, like, she could be, you know, healing one player, and then she could just, you know, hit the button on another player, and that player it can't be CC'd. Uh, and if they have a status and I'm like, let's say anti or something like mm-hmm. that, maybe it gets rid of anti. It's basically like a Zarya bubble, except it doesn't charge anything for mercy it's like a cleanse right it's it's yeah it's, it's like it, it's basically like a cleanse it, it cleanses all it, all statuses which is yeah might actually be super good against ash and burn <laughs> yes <laughs> it could do that it doesn't I feel right it. by the way that you can't cleanse burn from healing that doesn't feel right no yeah like i think ananade should be specifically ananade should be mm-hmm. able to do that it is liquid but um the one thing that i'm not sure about on that ability that i want is if it should be able if it should if it should have damage while it's in, engaged, mm-hmm. you know. I think that would make that would be a huge, huge um, uh, boon for Mercy because it makes her more uh, active, right? It makes her more fun to play, and especially if they're, they're just gonna they're just gonna continue to add CC. They're not gonna back away from CC in the game. They're gonna continue to add CC into the game. It'll be a great way that every time somebody complains about there's too much CC in the game, well now, because of the meta and there's a lot of CC, okay, fine, we're gonna put, you, you play Mercy, that's how you deal with that for now until the character gets balanced or the game changes or something like that, but it makes Mercy more viable because she's really the only healer without, you know, really good active utility right she does have utility because she can damage boost and she can res yeah so she does have utility but she's more of like just kind of 
patching people up and putting band-aids on versus being like you know an active player like you do have to have game sense with mercy but it's not the same game sense you have with other characters in the game well there you go that was that's the problem with res is that you have to have a boring hero with no utility to balance res like that it's such a powerful ability that you have to like dole everything else down especially if it's on a cooldown like it is um you know and i I talked about it on the cavalry by the time we were done i kind of have like a really clear image of what i think mercy would be cool uh what you know a a nice change is her left right her left click and right click out of her caduceus staff you can cast those and and it'll it'll stick onto your own ally so say you go stick it on you know you go stick your yellow beam over on your reinhardt it'll heal him and you, and you could recall it kind of like Zen orbs, but, yeah. but you could still damage boost somebody or you could stick that on somebody else. So you got a widow up there, you know, your own allied widow, you could go shoot it on and uh, stick it on there. No, well now, now you can pull out your, your pistol cause you're doing utility right now. You are healing. Now you can do your job. Now, now you can start doing some, yeah. some damage or say there's a, a dude behind you rather than pulling out your, your pistol like you do now and you're called a thrower. You know, you go stick your healing and damages on somebody. Go take care of the threat yourself. You know, yeah, for that, I think they would have to reduce the amount of damage your pistol does because your pistol oh, it, it's does do a damage. It is deadly like that. That is a thing. It's like divas, but it fires faster. I'm pretty sure. Or does it fire slower? No, divas fires faster, right? It fires I, I, slower. I'd than have divas. to look at the fire rates. I think it actually fires slower than Divas, but I mean that's how you get those battle mercies that when they go Valk, they're able to like just hunt somebody down, get like right close to them, and just like just plug them like that, you know. So for something like that, they definitely have to reduce the the amount of damage. Well, it does. a lot of Widow, I've sec- definitely gotten killed by my share of mercies in Valk. <laughs> <laughs> my second suggestion, which will never happen, mm-hmm. is that they replace her ultimate with what I like to call Angel of Death. Right? Like it's just it's. <laughs> It's a completely opposite to her character, right? Mm-hmm. Where basically she goes from being a healer and like, you know, her suit transforms to black and like somehow two submachine guns come from out of her <laughs> suit and she can fly around, you know, just shooting duallys <laughs> at people. It's like two, two bastion you know? turrets just grow out of her arms. <laughs> <laughs> to have like two miniguns come up on her shoulders and something like oh that and she gosh. starts letting off. Or like her, 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 her staff turns into like a freaking grim reaper slayed you know whatever that, <laughs> she just starts whacking people's heads off <laughs> oh man no, that, that'll be funny like but yeah like it'll 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 never happen but um i, yeah, I so actually have a new christmas wish and that's it because that's badass oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so mercy definitely like she she i think she was treated a bit unfairly but you know it, it is what it is i'm curious to see what they do with her soon she's, she's very balanced right now she's just boring she doesn't have a lot of utility other than res and that's if you want to balance hero well you, you got it if you want to go change her again <laughs> it's gonna take probably another six months or a year for her to be balanced again you know all right and then next year we'll yeah, probably be talking about the same thing again probably <laughs> so we but we are two turret heroes also got reworked and um you know it's this is a direct response to them just not being played all that much but like i've said a million times just because a a character has a low pick rate doesn't mean they need to get buffs you know um any meta change can take both of these characters over the edge right now i think you know 
you know, Torb, he's super powerful. Torb was close he's, to being <laughs> a real problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, the fact that you could just throw its turret, <clears throat> you could throw it. Like, you don't have to place it. You just throw it someplace. And it can be, it automatically builds itself. It starts shooting. Hanamura is, like, my biggest example for this. If you're on attack of Hanamura, if you jump properly, you can throw the turret through the window. And it will land behind the enemy team and start shooting at them. You know? Yeah, like, it, it, I'm not a huge fan of turrets in this game at all. Yeah. I've never been a fan of that. Um but you got to be really careful with Torb giving him too much because, um, I mean, he, I, I think he came pretty close, especially in mid mid level play to being, yeah. being too strong. You know, now, now I, I think he's in a decent spot. Still not, I'm still not a fan of turrets, but, um, I don't know. His rework's interesting. Especially. It is. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. It's something you got to really take into consideration. Like, you know, he, that, that, yeah, he he got a zoning ult basically, mm-hmm. um, which uh, they did buff it again because I guess certain pl- some players were just standing on it with heals, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've seen people do that, like if they like a Reinhardt or something like that, like they'll stand on it or stand through it or maybe um, dash through it, or not dash through it, but charge through it or something like right. that, and just take the little bit of damage, and they're gonna get healed anyway. I understand that, but for the most part, I think the ult did his job before beforehand you know i thought it, i thought it was fine what they could have done i think is instead of buffing the damage if you're in it you get slowed yeah well that know? would make and it scary because right right now even when i'm playing genji i'll still go after that torb you know i'm not scared of of the splooge it slowed me right i would definitely want to stay out of that crap um exactly but the target I, isn't I a genji was... for that old you're not targeting a right. genji you're 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 targeting a team you know and right controlling their path well or at least the payload like i i i understand that some certain people do try to get through it but it's not like if it's on the payload people just get back on the payload anyway mm-hmm. you know like oh, fuck oh this no, all. no yeah. it's not like that no so i i just it's not that he's overpowered i just think that his his rework was unnecessary oh, absolutely. i still think yeah. For both him and Sim, I do think that they should have, or balance changes going forward, they should be reworking the maps to make to perhaps make characters a bit more viable. Like for example, like Maze is a sniper now. Oh. <laughs> you know, like Maze that was nuts, a bit ridiculous dude. too. I, it's yeah, interesting that, that looking at May from the lowest pick rate hero in all play, <laughs> not not just Overwatch League or Contenders or Plat or Diamond. Going from a low played hero to now, um, she she's played a lot, like a lot. She she's is. an answer she for a lot of a lot of stuff in the game. And I, I, I if if you played Overwatch since the beginning, you remember May was like the devil, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like playing Bastion now, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, like, like yeah, I just. <sighs> I said May is also an anti-fun character. Oh know? yeah, that she is definitely anti-fun. But Sim, I while I do like the rework that they did on Sim, mm-hmm. I still think it was unnecessary. I mean, like, sure, I'll play her more now. If you have decent tracking with Sim, and you have, a, I I think the key is to have a Reinhardt with you because Sim's biggest uh, her biggest weaknesses range snipers mm. 
in particular, right? Because she's almost like Zarya, except Zarya can at least bubble herself to kind of get away uh, if she's getting outranged, you know? Uh, not only does Symmetra have less health, but she doesn't have anything to protect herself, like no shield or anything like that. But if you can play alongside with a Reinhardt, like a Rhine v. Rhine with a Symmetra in the mix is dangerous. Yep. Like I, ha- I have so many play of the game clips of me getting charged up to level three and just tearing through a team. I'm pretty sure you do 190 damage per second on level three. And it's not hard to get there. And it's easier than it was before because they buffed it. Yeah. About 25%. You know? Sim's scary, and, dude. I, yeah, especially with her turrets. Those turrets can yeah. do a massive amount of damage, especially if you're not paying attention and, to them. Well, and then on top of that, that's, that's the issue. Mm-hmm. People don't consider her a threat. And that's how I got a lot of those plays of the games because mm-hmm. I was in the back cooking their healers while the rest of the team was just fighting and they're not paying attention. Or when I when we have problems with some people don't pay attention to the turrets, they don't pay attention to the character. Take her off the field. She has heavy, heavy, heavy damage. And then when you have like a Winston or a Reinhardt around, the Reinhardt's going to try to shield himself, but that it's only a matter of time. The longer I stay alive as Symmetra, the worse it's going to be for you. Not only am I going to have all my ammo back, I'm going to have... Uh, um, a level three, your shield's gonna break, and I'm just gonna cook you <laughs> at that point. Or when I'm trying to fight through a Winston, he puts his bubble down, and if you know, if whoever's fastest at that point is gonna win that fight. So, if there's one tough. rework from the list of that, the list that we've uh, gone through that I think went the way that they wanted it to go, it's probably Symmetra because probably her, her in the right hands. It's not like you know some. All heroes in the right hands are are scary, but Symmetra is is usable almost everywhere now. You could use Symmetra as as a DPS alternative, like anywhere. You can, and you can. Um, it, it's not just map dependent. It's you you have to look at what the other team's running and what you're running, and that's. I think she's in a super good spot. I, I don't think she's going to get a lot of like super high level play, but you don't have to. Uh, work characters around super high level play all the time. That's true. Yeah, I think they still need to do something with her with her um teleporter because I just don't it's really weird. see people using it a lot. I actually um you know I, I kind of forget that I have it sometimes to be honest with you. <laughs> Two different you know. counts I've got teleporter bound on different keys. You know, I not on purpose, but I I've I figured out whenever I was playing with the sim. I've got an F on one and then I've got middle mouse button on the other. And right. uh, I always forget to switch it over. And that <laughs> trying to go through teleporters, sitting there, mash my button has, probably got, <laughs> has gotten me killed more times than I care to admit. <laughs> I can understand that. Yeah. So like I said, I, I don't have a problem with her rework. I just thought it was kind of unnecessary. Was, but that's because I believe, yeah, I just yeah. think that. You know, it's not it's not a problem if certain characters aren't played all the time. Like they're go- the Overwatch team is going to have to come to terms with that at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're going to there's three new characters every year. You're not going to have every character played, you know, a good amount. Right? You're just not. Well, yeah. So. Whenever there's sixty characters on a roster, eventually, hopefully one day, um, they're not going to get equal play. <laughs> you can't no. expect that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. with Symmetra, so, I think it was good, but you're right. It's one of those things where it's like, which why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of other things that kind of happened this year, 
it's not the, the game did not change that much in terms of the game itself. Competitive is still in the same state essentially the, as it was before. You know, in in twenty seventeen, um, the biggest thing I would say is Overwatch League and it, it coming out and it being pretty successful for Blizzard. You know, that was Overwatch. Yeah, that, that's real showing his Valiant hat. Um, <laughs> It's no secret that I'm just not a, I'm not a huge fan of Overwatch League, not because I think there's anything wrong with it. It's just that it's not my thing, right? In terms of like esports that I would watch, um, but it was pretty successful. Um, I think the viewership was still behind like LCS, and, you know, stuff like that. But we'll see what happens this year. I mean, we're like I think like 50 days. Somebody tweeted today mm-hmm. away from Overwatch League season two. We got more teams. I am curious to see if they are able to maintain the same viewership, at least on a uh, you know the on on the initial day, right? At least right. on the initial you know day or week. Um, we'll see what happens. But Overwatch League was huge, and they did make some changes to Overwatch uh, to 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 the meta due to Overwatch League or how the game was played and stuff like that. So. Yeah, Overwatch League did um, pretty good, like averaging somewhere like a hundred to two hundred thousand viewers. It's, I mean, right. what I, I think no Overwatch player is going to say that they don't want Overwatch League to succeed because really, what it did was it, it validated Overwatch that it's not going anywhere. It's not going to fizzle out in twenty nineteen, more, more than likely. <laughs> um, so I think that that was it's it's a great thing for the players because it's like you know it it's validated. You know, it we are an esport. It is a game that you could reach high, high levels in whether it's super enjoyable. I personally only watch like Valiant. My, you know, that's my team. Um, that's about it. Maybe like a big game every now and then, but I'm not super, I'm not super into Overwatch league, but of course I want it to succeed. But right. I mean, it, it, it looks bad for the game. If the esports aspect of it, you know, if that fails at this point, yeah. it fails. It looks bad for the game, but <laughs> the thing I'm concerned about is that, uh, you know, right now we definitely like if you've been playing the game in the last week, two weeks, three weeks, you know, server population is mm, low. Yep. Um, one thing that happened to me recently was I ran into the same person nine times over the course of two days in platinum. This is on a platinum account. Stuff like that happens in like Grandmaster, Master, because the player pool was smaller up there. It's on the bell curve. But in platinum, you really shouldn't be running into the same people, especially I, I, I've never run into the same person across the course of, of a few days. Right. You know, and that tells you that the server pop is, is like kind of low right now. You're playing against the same people over and over again. Um, what's going to happen or what probably has happened as well. The same thing happened before when server pop got low is that skill levels are kind of getting smushed together. So I was on a, like a mid platinum account and I'm playing with people in mid diamond, you know, so yeah, like it's 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 a little low, and it's low because a, a lot of people are kind of getting disenfranchised with Overwatch, right? Uh, especially people who play by themselves. Like I had somebody say the other day, and uh, on a tweet that they just don't, you know, it's, it's only fun if you play with a group, which is something we've been talking about uh, quite a bit. And um, yeah, I think that might hurt Overwatch League. A lot of people getting disenfranchised with Overwatch. Um, especially with, you know, good multiplayer games coming out, you know, Fortnite obviously is huge. Uh, people really did take a liking to, uh, the new, the latest call of duty, you know? So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but if that's, if anything was going to hurt out, I think it'll be that. 
that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that makes it's this is not a great example, but in, in like 3700, I'm literally playing in like the same pool of 45 people, 50 people. <laughs> like really, you just, see, you just see the same, or it feels like it at least because you you see the same names. I'll be playing a week apart. And in that group, in that week, I'll, I'll play with the same probably 50 people. It's just recycling teams. You know you know who freaking Bisball is because he's a good widow because he played with him 10 matches yesterday. You know, and you're not grouping up. Um, right. And with the smushing of the ranks, too. I mean, 3,600, 3,700 game, you're the only master and you're playing with 33, 3,200s. You know, just because the player pool isn't quite as large as it was of course this is holiday season maybe a lot of people are Soon, gone yeah. um i'm not gonna say that populations are down critically yet but and i, I do think it'll it'll come up as soon as we get we start getting bigger updates that's the huge thing right and it depends what those updates are like if the updates can help improve the quality of life of solo players mm. i think people will be coming back and in order to prove the quality of life of solo players that ultimately means giving solo players tools that allow them to get into groups with uh, people with like minds, right? Or like when they go into like these games, um, they have better options, right? That's what, it, it, that's what that kind of comes down to. Cause you know, one thing that what happened this year is we got LFG, which I think LFG is a great step. But one of the problems with LFG is that I think a lot of people would just expect the six stack we talk about it, and then they they're gonna start winning because six stacks mm-hmm. is how you win. But then, when you six stack, you run into other teams that have been six stacking longer than you. And with the LFG, generally people will hop into a game, they'll lose, or hop into LFG, they'll lose, and then that's it. They will quit that group and they'll go to the next group. Same thing will happen. Next group, same thing will happen. It's happening because they they don't they're not sticking with the same people. They're not becoming comfortable with them. So, um, I still think LFG is uh is a, is a is a is a good uh was a good thing that came out yeah for sure uh, i think i think to be honest with you i don't think you should just be able to hit the competitive button and go directly into a match that's quick play i think you should hit if you hit the competitive button it should probably take you into a into a lfg like basically a, a formed lfg and let you guys kind of like figure out what's going to happen and if somebody wants to drop out of the group ahead of time do that you know? Right. So before you go into a game, you'll be able to talk to your people. People can drop out, you know, while you're searching for a match, people jump into like a, the, the, the lobby and, you know, oh, holy crap, there's four DPS mains that just got put in yeah. this lobby. I'm going to leave because I want to play DPS and I want to win. So right. see you guys. You know, that's actually exactly. I've never thought about that, but that's actually a super good idea. It's not a roll queue. <laughs> it's a you're able to choose your team. Okay, sweet. We got three tanks. Let's go run the triple tank. You know, three guys that are really good at tank or, you know, three healers or whatever. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You're able to pick your team before you do it without going out of your way. It's part of the queue system. It's part of the queue system. That's pretty yeah, cool. it will take longer. It'll take longer for games to get started, but it's a competitive queue. Like, it shouldn't be instant, right? It shouldn't be the same mindset of quickly, like, oh, I, we just want people to get in there and be able to play the game. Like, no, competitive should take a while. In my opinion, you know, like when I used to play, uh, well, not even source. So even when I was playing uh, CSGO, right, it tells you that a competitive match could take up to 90 minutes. So right. just be prepared. 
You know, and it's the same thing, an Overwatch competitive. And actually, the fact that it's probably will take longer to play would put more people in quick play, less people in competitive, which is technically speaking what you want, to be honest with you. You only want people playing competitive that want to play competitive. Right now, people play competitive because uh, it's quick play plus, right? It's just a little bit of a a better of an experience. You you have a higher chance of everybody taking it seriously. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly like we, we mentioned on a show not like a week or two ago i think maybe two weeks ago maybe three weeks ago that competitive is just too accessible and that's part of the problem that you could just kind of just come in and just hit the button and go and right. it really shouldn't be like that well you, know? you, you gotta think too a lot of people um they they want to queue but Okay, so it, it it's so much easier to say, all right, there's a five-minute queue, ten-minute queue to go find a good game, or we're going to have a good game, versus you have a two-minute queue, three-minute queue, and then you're just waiting for the game to get over because yeah. you have somebody throwing on your team or somebody that, I mean, it's unfavorable, you know? <laughs> you know, it's right. not a good matchup. Somebody that's pissed off from the last game, you could tell right away, oh, this dude's, being an asshole, I'm gonna go dodge out of this one. I'm gonna go find find a different lobby to go play in. Right, it's yeah, sweet. Yeah, I think that that'll be the way to go. Um, so wishes for t- Overwatch in 2019. What what do you what do you wish for in 2019 for Overwatch? <laughs> so jokingly, I want Mercy to become the Grim Reaper during her ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, realistically, I I want blizzard to expand on their hero pool and stop worrying about the current hero uh, hero pool and exactly where they're at trying to make them perfect i i really am a fan of large hero pools and being able to to be really um i don't know creative with your with, with your compositions and whenever you have 27 heroes 29 heroes i don't think that you have the space for that um, that's personal opinion too, but yeah, expanded right. hero pools. I am the exact opposite. I that. know you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for me, I actually, I mean, it's not, they're, they're not going to stop making heroes. Right. right? I, I do know that, but man, it would be amazing if instead of giving three heroes, one or two heroes, in my opinion, is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. What that what I would like for them to do is just put more resources into fixing some of the problems that the community has right now. The community needs more social features. A clan system would go a clan or guild system would go a long way right now uh, to adding social responsibility in the game. Mm-hmm. It would. I think that's something they should be working on. That should be one of their top priorities. No reason there isn't one system. Right. Yeah. Uh, And we found out during BlizzCon that, you know, Jeff and team talk kind of talked about a new social feature coming after LFG. It never materialized. And it was speculated that was a clan and guild system, but we found out during BlizzCon that they are going to try to make the clan or guild system battle net wide. That's not what we need. That's not what we want. You know, uh, so I think they should just work on a more localized version of it. And if you want to hook that in the battle.net later, go for it. But the community kind of needs it now. Um, 
actually we needed it months ago but yeah. <laughs> uh you know uh, you, that's something we need um i think and this may just be wishful thinking but i think it's still doable that in custom games they give you more granular control of the heroes because uh, right now I think you can like you know turn certain moves off, maybe change the cooldown of the move. What I want is to be able to change health, shield, armor, damage per ability, uh, effect timing, maybe the effect of the ability, you know stuff like that in custom games. Uh, because it will lead to a lot of crazy shit. Don't mm. get me wrong. I know it's a lot of like crazy off the wall shit and it'll be fun, fun, fun for everybody. <laughs> but, but more importantly, it will give the community a chance to balance the game on their own if they wanted to, you know, where you have certain competitive communities that are running tournaments or running scrims and they, or they're running leagues and they, they say, okay, well, you know, let's say when break first came out, okay, five seconds is too, it's too long or it's too short. So it's going to be eight seconds or seven seconds, and the duration of her stun is going to be 0.5 seconds as opposed to one second, you know, and they can tweak that. Right. And then Blizzard can actually take notes from what some of these competitive communities are doing or maybe get ideas from some of these competitive communities and even take some of them. I mean, I was, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Right. You know? There are probably a couple hundred people working on Overwatch, and that's maybe being a little bit uh liberal on That's that number but oh yeah uh let's supposedly there are 44 million something like that overwatch yeah. players so a lot of those guys have a lot of time on their hands yes <laughs> and uh, you know we've seen what communities can do in other competitive games i remember playing quake and quake 2 and man exactly. the community is so dedicated to making things the best they possibly can be and there's direct user input. It's not in a forums where you complain about Mercy or complain about Brig. You are exactly you're, you're you're playing it out with other people. Yeah, like the the community for your game is actually segmented inside of itself, mm -hmm. right? Not everybody wants the same thing. Some people want to play the arcade games. Some people only want to play quick plays. Some people only want to play competitively, and they have different needs. And if you let them take care of their own needs, like they will. I mean, Counter Strike is played the way it is today. Not because Valve made the rules for competitive, but because the community made the rules for competitive, and Valve just put that into their competitive mode. Right. Competitive Quake uh, is played the way it is today because the community made the rules for the competitive mode. That that is, that is today. They 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 figured out what was the the best rules to be played in the competitive. Act, what was the most fair? Because remember, back in the early two thousands, nobody was only a, a very few people were getting actually paid to play video games competitively you know mm -hmm. way less than there are right now only a few people were, were, were that was happening for so the community the wrestling community that wanted to play competitive they the only interest they had was making sure the game was as fair as possible right you know and that that says a lot you know even like dota i'm a league and you know league and dota 2 and whatever other mobas again are played right now competitively those rules were made by the competitive oh, yeah. community they back are then. products of the dedicated community making the most fair version of what it is that is what exactly like the definition of the whole moba genre right there <laughs> so yeah community exactly community having tools yeah so you know I, I don't blame Blizzard for what they've done in terms of balance, 
because but th- that's th- that's the inherent problem with the developer taking control of the competitive community. Mm-hmm. That that is the inherent problem, you know, because they can't please everyone, but that's what they're going to try to do. They want to try to get as much money as possible, which means trying to please everyone, which means there's going to be, you know, sometimes gaping holes in the competitive nature of the game. So, but that's that's kind of like what I want. But what the but probably the most realistic thing that I want that can happen with a little effort, Jeff, is the developer roadmap. Yeah. That's <laughs> there has to be something set in stone over for Overwatch at Blizzard HQ. Something set in stone, mm-hmm. right? Something, and you you're gonna run. You you are running. You know, Blizzard is running all their games as a service. Other games that are running as services have developer roadmaps. Destiny has a developer roadmap. It is clear what's happening with Destiny. I'm pretty sure all the way up until April right now. You know, like it is clear what is happening with Destiny all the way up until April. It is clear what's happening with the division right now. They have developer roadmaps all the way up into the division two, and then they're going to continue to have developer roadmaps there. I think that helps a lot with changes that may not uh, please everybody in the community. It there's more transparency there, and I, I feel like you wouldn't get as much of the outrage that you get now. Say they were going to say. Our plan right now, over the next two years, is to introduce as many fair and balanced heroes as we possibly can. That's about half the people, I don't know, half the people in Overwatch are going to be like, oh my god, no, please, just fix what we got now. Half the people are going to be yeah. like, oh, sweet, hell yeah. Um, but there's a clear vision of where Overwatch is going, whether it's one way or the right. other. And I think that that would be nothing but beneficial for, there's nothing bad about that. Because <laughs> no. you 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 know what to expect. Like right now, we don't know what to expect at all. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot since there's no hope, <laughs> you know, there's nothing to expect. A lot of people are kind of like peacing out. Like, why am I am I gonna stick around for this? But at least if you said we're gonna release three heroes, we're gonna release this many maps, you know, and that's that's you know that you know. And if something changes, just say it. Just say it. Like, they're so afraid of saying something and then it not coming true that they're saying nothing at all. And it's just this huge gaping silence. And I think that would really help. That would just really help. We get one blue post in a few months. <laughs> yeah, they used to have blue posts all the time. Yeah. Now they really don't. I do think they'll probably have a dev update maybe in January or something like that once, you know, the team gets back in place and everybody's, you know, back to work or mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But, you know, for the most part, like, yeah, like, we know we're going to get a new hero in April. We're going to get a new hero in July. We're going to get a new hero next BlizzCon. Uh, I still think we might we might get a new map at the beginning of the year, you know. Which, and I, 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 I don't, don't, don't want to paint it in the wrong light. I'm not, you know, anti-Blizzard. Hey, you need to tell us, you know, trying to wring them arms for, for what I, but we're, we're, I'm a passionate and we're all passionate Overwatch players. I mean, we, we like Blizzard, but. Uh, you know, there's things that we want out of something that we spend that we sink so much time and effort into, and a little mm-hmm. bit more transparency there, I think, we would go a super long way for yeah. a very little effort yeah. too. You know, it's not yes, like we're asking just, just, for huge updates. We're we're asking for some transparency. Just let us know what's going on behind the doors. Exactly. I mean, the whole Diablo Immortal fiasco could have possibly been not completely averted but at least you know handled a bit better if if even if they showed up 
like a teaser for Diablo 4. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we know, like, it is, it, especially at this point, it is known that they are definitely working on Diablo 4. Mm. But if they just put up a, a poster, like, that was the last thing they said. Here's Diablo Immortal, blah, blah, blah. Poster Diablo 4. Or just four with the devil behind it whatever the fuck right. like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> something to let people know like we didn't forget like this is coming out for mobile but you know a bit of transparency is definitely helpful and that might be their big problem right now they're not being as transparent as they probably should be but we'll see so um yeah kinder and ben they missed their uh wishes for my team maybe next week they can you know kind of say what they what they wish happens for uh overwatch in, in 2019 um and of course when the anniversary comes we'll have another crack at it we'll see where we are mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but yeah we so we had that last topic which was for you know it's not possible for competitive to be fair online since we've been talking for about 90 minutes now um we'll go ahead and we're going to move that to our next show uh you know since there's probably not any news anyway but we'll move that to our next show um because that, that should be a fun topic. I mean, Thrill, you can come back if you want to. I know you wanted to you know, talk about that, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and it'll be it'll be fun to talk about. But, um, yeah, we're going to go ahead and start uh, wrapping up because we have no more community questions. And, and let's see what we got here. Um, monthly community episodes, we do have – I think we, we have January lined up. But I just don't know when we're going to release it yet. But – I, you can still, if you're interested in doing a community episode, you can still just reach out to me and, you know, we'll get that set up. Cause like I said, we're just trying to do it at least once a month. We, you know, if we get enough interest, we'll do it twice a month when we can, but obviously right now between December, between me moving and everything, plus the holiday coming up, you know, I think we're really going to start recording those in January again, uh, because we got a lot of positive feedback. A lot of people enjoyed the community episode. So we'll, uh, you know, if like I said, you, if you have an idea, you want to talk about something, let me know. All right. And um, I've been mentioning it, and we have been having more people join the Discord, but there are ranked roles, and the instructions are in the PCLFG channel. Just hop in there uh, where you can sign into a role or get a role by you know using a command. Uh, I want to reiterate, if you jump in there and you don't have the community uh, role already, like if your name isn't green, if it's white, then you're not going to be able to use the ranked roles. So if you hop in and you're fresh, just say, you know, either shoot me a message or say something in the channel and I'll go ahead and give you the proper role and then you'll be able to use the ranked roles. Like I said, we're we're really looking for lower ranked players. If you guys are in bronze or silver and you're looking to group up with people, definitely hop in there uh, because we have some lower ranked players that are looking to group up too. Uh, community events, the Xbox game night, I do, that should have passed. Yeah, it definitely passed. I think the first week of December, uh, my Xbox, I literally just hooked up my Xbox over the weekend. So I'm going to try to actually make sure I make the, uh, Dece- the January 4th one, cause that'll be the first Xbox game night uh, of the year. Uh, so I'll, I'll try to be there and PS4 game night. I haven't heard anything about it yet, but they usually do at least one game night a month. So, um, I will keep you guys up to date if I hear anything about the PS4 game night. Uh, always like talking prepare about prepared to attack. If you're looking to get better at your main, or if you're looking to transition to another character, and you want to get up to speed real quick, fast. Definitely check out Prepare to Attack. Uh, it's on the same platforms as Watchpoint Radio. You can literally search for Prepare to Attack on you know iTunes or Google Podcasts, wherever, and you'll be able to find it. And you can also just go to the Matches Buttons website and you can find it there. 
We do try to stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Got started a bit late today. Uh, you know, we, our, our two main hosts had some <laughs> problems, and I was even a little late getting back. So thank, thank you, Thrill, for definitely coming on and oh, no you know problem. carrying those. Uh, you know, carrying the show on your back here. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll hop on anytime. <laughs> or I guess you guys can hop on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so like i said it's, it's twitch.tv slash mash those buttons and we'll love to have you here if you're not here for the live stream uh we do want to hear about your overwatch stories aloof you asked me how to send an overwatch story and I, i'm pretty sure i got back to you but i didn't see anything buddy come on so send me your overwatch story and uh you know, we can talk about it on the show i'm calling them out you know for all our listeners to hear you know <laughs> so if you don't hear if you don't hear a story from aloof next week you know he failed us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you have the time, that'd be great. If you still want to tell your story. Uh, we do have a PS4 community and Xbox One Club. So if you're on console, please you know join those. And that's the best way to keep up with the game nights. And also, you know we could probably get some games together if you're in there. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. So please you know hop in if you get a chance. And like I mentioned earlier, I Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. Uh, we would love to have you there, too. All right? And I always like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. If you're on Facebook, it is a great Facebook group to be a part of. They keep up with the latest, you know, Overwatch news and the latest memes. And if you're just looking for somebody to play with, that's another place that you can find uh, great players to group up with. You know, thank everybody for listening. Um, it's thrill. You want to, you know, shoot your social media, your, uh, you know, buff your, uh, you know, put out your Twitch channel, stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I don't have a uh, like a super strict schedule whenever I stream, but um, I'll usually announce it on my Twitter. My my Twitch is at Thrill Trill, and then my Twitter is at underscore Thrill Trill. And uh, yeah, I'll shout out whenever I stream. Usually it's a game night, or I'll be six tacking, or maybe a scrim. So you could see some um, pretty average thirty six hundred ish gameplay <laughs> it's not great but yeah 3600 30, ish is not average oh no no no. <laughs> but you you can't always judge off rank though there's uh some people that i think are the, the platter plat you know a lot of plat players i think deserve to be a lot higher but you know maybe a couple things you see to fix up on your gameplay uh, that's true all right so um for me you could just find me on uh, Twitter at Church of Ja, I do stream on this channel. Like when I do stream, it's twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Haven't really been doing a lot of streaming lately. Uh, tomorrow is WPR game night, so I'm definitely going to try to make uh, make sure that we do that. We didn't do that last week because, I, you know, things were going on, really didn't have the opportunity. So we're going to try to make sure we get that done this week. WPR game night tomorrow night usually starts between 8 and 9 o'clock, but we'll see. I'll put a tweet out. Another reason to follow up Twitter. Um, I encourage you guys to reach out and uh, contact the podcast with your comments and questions, like I said before. So you can email us at WPR at mashesbuttons.com or you can hit me up or any of the hosts up on Discord or you can re reach out on Twitter as well. So there's a bunch of different avenues for you guys to reach out to us. If you enjoy the show and uh, you want to help out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others. And also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And uh, additionally, if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a patron, which is patreon.com slash mash those buttons. Oh, sorry, patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. You can also purchase something from the Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And you can also become a subscriber on Twitch. So, uh, you know, I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows. And yeah, that's the last WPR of the year. 
it has been a great 2018 for us. Uh, our community has grown. Our show has grown. We got an additional two hosts this year. Uh, so uh, I cannot complain about 2018 in terms of Watchpoint Radio. Uh, thank you guys so much for your support and constantly listening. And like I said, before interacting with us, it means a whole lot. In 2019, we are currently no plans to go anywhere. So we're still going to be here, you know. Um, <laughs> Plus you guys so, were yeah, able to get definitely- uh, Thrill on before the uh, year ended. So. Yeah, exactly. Really, That's the biggest highlight of the really year. Just you know, special guest. <laughs> so, so much winning going on right now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, definitely, thank you guys. Um, I mentioned it before. We got some projects in the work that you know kind of help the Overwatch community, hopefully, and we're going to continue to try to help people find other people to play with. Uh, you know, solve community problems, stuff like that. And uh, like I said, we, we, there's no plans for us to drop anything in 2019. Hopefully things just uh, get better. All right. So uh, like I said, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for making 2018 really great for Watchpoint Radio. And uh, we hope you guys stick with us through 2019 and beyond. And with that, we're done. Have a, have a happy new year, guys. Yep. Enjoy your overwatching. <laughs> Later. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.